The Chicago White Sox beat the Toronto Blue Jays 8-7 on the south side on Monday night. Tim Anderson returned to the lineup, so that meant Danny Mendick would shift over to second base, right? Not so fast, said Josh Harrison. Lance Lynn made his second start of the season. Could he get a quality start? It was a hot one in Chicago. That usually means the ball will fly out of the ballpark. There were a few White Sox players to go deep. And Andrew Vaughn had another monster night. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LockedOnSox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, What did Josh Harrison do on Monday to quiet the critics and why is Andrew Vaughn a must-see TV? Plus, Lance Lynn made his first start at home. Was he able to contain a powerful Toronto lineup? Your Chicago White Sox are 32 and 33. Uh, It was Southside Monday Uh, Those City Connect jerseys in full force. White Sox beat the Toronto Blue Jays 8-7. to It got close there at the end. We're going to talk all about uh, pitching, defense, offense. Uh, A lot of stuff to get to, though, uh, to set the stage before the game. Uh, So the Sox, of course, were on the road, uh, are are here for several days at home, playing the Blue Jays and the Orioles and Rick Hahn. Uh, spoke to the media as he traditionally does uh, before a game after a road trip. So uh, I was following some of what uh, the reporters were uh, documenting. You got James Fegan uh, from The Athletic. Uh, he was talking about uh, you know, Tim Anderson officially uh, activated, of course, before the game. That, that meant there had to be a move, and that move was Yoan Mankata. Uh, placed in the IL retroactive to June uh, 18th. That's a 10-day IL uh, with that hamstring issue. Uh, Rick Hahn said Aloy Jimenez will DH on Tuesday uh, at Charlotte. And uh, Danny Mendick should slide over to second base and see plenty of opportunities there, according to Hahn. Uh, But he did note that Josh Harrison uh, slashing 323, 371, 419 in June is hitting well of recent. So some foreshadowing there. Again, this was all 
uh, prior to Monday's game. The lineup didn't even drop until 5.35 p.m. on Monday night. Uh, so this, uh, again, interesting that Han mentioned some of that about Josh Harrison. Uh, Aaron Bummer's lat issue is on a slower recovery path, according to Rick Hahn. Uh, they have to wait until it's fully gone before his throwing uh, builds up. And uh, Han specified that it's a lower back issue for Yasmani Grandal. He's going to be ramping up activity here. Uh, the Sacks lean toward wanting a rehab stent in some cases, but if Grandal is looking good over the next uh, three days, they'll reevaluate. And Lurie Garcia uh, taking batting practice on Monday and should be fully available, although we didn't see him in Monday's game. Uh, Han said Lurie Garcia is best utilized all over the diamond. Um, interesting stuff there from Rick Han. Uh, you know, you've got to read between the lines sometimes. And I thought the most telling uh, was that he had to note Josh Harrison's slash line, especially after uh, kind of a rough series, at least on Sunday in Houston. Uh, and, and noted, you know, uh, Danny Mendick should slide over, but uh, Josh Harrison hitting well. And uh, boy, you, if you saw the game, it was uh, quite a game for Josh Harrison. We're going to get into more of that uh, in a little bit. Uh, followed Scott Merkin. Uh, he's always a great follow. Some great information uh, before the game coming out on uh, Crochet. Haven't really heard from Garrett Crochet in a while. And uh, this is what Crochet had to say about how things were going with his uh, rehab. I feel like this is a good reset for me to become the starting pitcher I wanted to be all along. Uh, just as far as before, they kind of needed me in the bullpen. Now I feel like I almost have a clean slate in a way and have a new way to go through my rehab. Interesting stuff there. Uh, that was something that uh, we kind of... We're teased about as fans that, you know, maybe they're going to start grooming Crochet uh, to get into that starting rotation like they kind of did with Chris Sale years ago. And this injury has obviously shelved that. And it seems like his mentality is about getting back into a, a, the thought of a starting rotation spot. Uh, here is Rick Hahn, according to Scott Merkin. and this is Rick Hahn on potential trade a deadline movement as uh, we're entering almost July. We still got a couple more weeks here, but this is what Han had to say about potential trade deadline movement. Uh, we've got a sense of what we think we're going to need, uh, but let's uh, let it ride out a little bit longer and let's see where people are health-wise, uh, what return timing may be, and go from there. We have a general sense. Uh, given the injuries, given the way we performed at times for stretches this year, uh, we could be buried worse than whatever we are right now. Uh, I sort of look at this in two parts. I first look at getting this team playing at the level consistently, consistently we think it's capable of. And the second part uh, being how much work we have ahead of us to chase down this division. We aren't quite where we want to be uh, in that first Part. Uh, and, I, and I will say, honestly, when you think about it, Sox are now one game under 500 after the, the big win against Toronto on Monday night. With everything that they have gone through and, and literally getting almost no production from Grandal, 
uh, this season and, and really nothing from Mankata. I mean, one big game in Detroit, uh, no Lance Lynn for a majority of it. Uh, you know, and off and on Giolito, uh, Loy Jimenez, who's been gone for almost what, two months, something like that. You got to say, wow, I can't believe we're only one game 500 under 500. So, you know, Han's looking at the big picture. Uh, he's obviously not saying everything he wants to say. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's going to be some some movement. Uh, I'm sure the Sox are going to go after uh, some guys and try to get better. But the Sox aren't the only team that are going to be doing that. I mean, if Minnesota is still there, if Cleveland's still there, there are there are a few teams that are going to say, wow, we didn't think we were going to have this opportunity. And they might be really trying to vie for postseason. It's really what do the Sox have to give up? What are they willing to give up? Uh, I still think with their core, again, health is the biggest issue. Uh, this team is going to win the AL Central. I still uh, believe it. And what we saw on Monday with this weather warming up, that was a good sign, especially against a team that uh, that swept the Sox in Toronto earlier this month. So Sox offense, uh, they did not waste a lot of time. Wait till you hear how the first five innings went. Uh, more on that in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com one live NBA draft show is not enough for lockdown. The entire NBA channel is going live on NBA draft night. Uh, so if you are a have a favorite NBA team, make sure you just, you subscribe now to their lockdown YouTube channel uh, so you get notified when they go live on NBA draft night. All right, how about that White Sox offense? Uh, they were uh, going. Uh, against Jose uh, Barrios. We've seen him in the past. He has given us some problems. Uh, White Sox, welcome back. Tim Anderson, right back up to the leadoff spot. Uh, and he wastes no time. He leads things off with a base hit in the bottom of the first to right field. Andrew Vaughn with a double in the gap. Now, to be fair, and, and if you, you were watching the game, which I'm sure you were and you saw this, it wasn't really in the gap. It was absolutely dead center, but based on the outfield configuration, uh, it was technically kind of a gap shot. Uh, Tim Anderson scores. It's quickly one uh, nothing. White Sox. Uh, in the second, uh, Jake Berger leads off with a single and with two outs. Josh Harrison hits a two-run home run to left center field. 3-2 White Sox. Harrison's first home run 
since August 16th, 2021. Uh, the same Josh Harrison uh, that Rick Hahn was talking about uh, prior to the game. There is something about competition nipping at your heels. Uh, and Danny Mendick, I'm sure, was extremely happy for Harrison, but I'm sure he was also, in a way, uh, a little disappointed, maybe, if he was honest, uh, to see what Harrison did and throughout the game. But I'm sure, again, at the end of the day, he's excited that the Sox got the win. Uh, Harrison with a big home run there in the second. Third inning, Andrew Vaughn again with a leadoff single. Uh, then Robert destroyed a pitch for a two-run home run into the left field bleachers. Five to two White Sox. Uh, fourth inning, Andrew Vaughn once again crushed a low slider over the center field wall. Six to two uh, White Sox. Five, uh, fifth inning, Sox right back at it. Abreu scored on an infield hit by McGuire. It was seven to two Sox. Uh, then Adam Engel with a broken bat single. Uh, Pollock scores. It's eight to two White Sox after the fifth inning. Uh, so after five, every starter except for Abreu uh, had a hit. He did get on with a walk. Uh, Vaughn it was a triple away from the cycle after five innings. Sox had four extra base hits, 11 total hits after the fifth inning. Uh, let's go to the sixth. Uh, they were they had an opportunity here. Vaughn with his fourth hit of the night in the sixth inning. Robert rips a single into left field. So you got two on with one out for Abreu. Looking for him to get that hit. He's the last remaining starter to get a hit. Uh, and he hits into a double play to end a chance for the Sox to get some runs back as Toronto started scoring. Uh, the White Sox final offensive line, eight runs, 12 hits, four extra base hits, two walks, uh, only three strikeouts, and the Sox were one for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, this is how the lineup looked. Anderson up at the top, he was two for five. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with another four-hit night, four for four, a home run, two RBIs. Robert, uh, two for four with a home run and two RBIs. Abreu, 0 for three. Pollock, uh, one for four. Berger, uh, one for three. McGuire, one for four. Engel, one for four. And Josh Harrison, uh, they say he would never play second base once Tim Anderson came back. Uh Danny Mendick on the bench. Harrison goes one for four uh, with a home run and two RBIs. And I'll be honest with you. I really thought it was going to be an obvious choice to slide Danny Mendick over uh, to second. Talked about it uh, on this uh, on this podcast just recently. I mean, what else does Danny Mendick have to do? Uh, played so well defensively. Uh, and has been hitting the ball. I mean, his slash line has been crazy as of late, filling in for Tim Anderson, and uh, not not such an easy thing. Uh, maybe it's something with the chemistry between Josh Harrison and Tim Anderson. Uh, I'm sure Danny Mendick's going to get some playing time, but it was the Josh Harrison show, uh, and offensively he got the job done. Uh, Lance Lynn, uh, he was serviceable, but the White Sox needed some help from the bullpen to finally – uh, silence the Blue Jays because, you know, they can pile it on in a heartbeat. Uh, we're going to talk more on uh, pitching a defense in just a moment. You know how our friends at Built are always coming up with amazing new flavors? 
Uh, well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Uh, not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, the new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You have got to try mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available uh, for a limited time. Uh, visit built.com to taste the deliciousness uh, for yourself. Uh, not convinced? Luckily, we've saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. All built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Uh, Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate Mud Pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud Pie bars and puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because they are delicious. Like all Built bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and uh, tasty. What's great about Built is that all their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Chocolate mousse, whipped cream, cookies, and cream crumble. Uh, Just stop drooling and get to Built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs now. You won't regret it. I have tried these. They are absolutely amazing. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Uh, Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, so coming into the game, some uh, defensive notes here. The White Sox ranked last in the AL uh, this season with a .981 fielding percentage. Uh, Sox are uh, 23 and 11 when they are errorless and 8 and 22 when committing one or more errors. That was, of course, coming into uh, Monday's game. Sox did have a couple of errors. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, it wasn't from Harrison, though. He threw some leather. We talked about his offense. Uh, he had an outstanding play at shortstop. Ball took a bizarre hop. He was able to elevate the glove, snagged, threw to uh, Abreu. He was all over the field. Uh, fittingly enough, he made the last out uh, of the game, uh, ground ball to him, and he threw over to uh, Abreu to end things. But, uh, you know, the Sox, they, they were swept in, in Toronto in early June. And you're wondering, well, what, what could you have learned maybe from that? You know, the Toronto can score at will. They, and and we kind of saw it on Monday, Uh, a lot of heavy hitters. Uh, They, you know, they, they capitalize on mistakes. They can put up runs uh, in a hurry. So first inning Lance Lynn on the Hill struck out Springer to start things off, which was a good sign and ended up adding another strikeout in the inning, a nice, easy, uh, 13-pitch inning for Lynn. He was sitting around 92, 93 miles per hour. In the second, here comes the error. Uh, error by Berger at third base. I mean, he absolutely should have had this. Uh, just kind of hit his glove. And, and you know, uh, we've un- unfortunately seen too many of these from Berger. But that's the situation we're in right now with Mancata and his health issues. Uh, Tapia hurts the Sox once again. 
Uh, he did it when we were in Toronto doing it here on the south side. Hit an off-speed pitch out to left field. Uh, 2-1 Toronto at that point. Um, Lynn in the third was laboring a bit, facing Hernandez with two on and two outs, and he struck him out. That was such a great sign because Hernandez really killed the Sox in Toronto. Uh, and he was at it again on Monday, too. 49 pitches for Lynn after three innings. Uh, Harrison, like I mentioned, throwing some leather. Lots of emotion uh, from Lance as he got his fifth strikeout to end the inning. Some vintage emotion from Lynn. Uh, sixth inning, first two guys get on. Completely blown call by home plate umpire. Should have been a strikeout to Vlad Jr. Uh, Lynn was at 96 pitches with nobody out. Her Hernandez up. Uh, and like I had mentioned, he was at it again, rips a pitch over Pollock's head in left field, two run score. Uh, Hernandez got to third on the play. It was eight, four socks. Lynn departs, nobody out. Lopez comes in the game and gets a strikeout, then a ground out, a run score to make it eight, five socks. But there were uh, two outs at that point. Lopez had a 98 mile per hour fastball working, uh, but gets out of the inning with a big strikeout by using some off-speed stuff. Uh, Lopez in the seventh back out there, allowing some traffic on the base paths, but uh, Lopez did not allow any damage. He pitched very well, much needed uh, performance from Lopez. Uh, eighth inning was Graveman, uh, and then the ninth was Kelly, a little dicey, gave up a two-run home run to make it eight-seven socks, uh, but was able to get the last out. Lynn's final line, uh, five innings, four hits, five runs, three uh, earned runs, uh, two walks, five strikeouts. He threw it 99 pitches. Uh, I, li I like the pitch count, um, and I think you know it was important that they got him when they did. Uh, you were hoping now that he can go maybe six, maybe seven uh, as the summer starts wearing on. The big thing is how is, how is he going to feel on Tuesday? How is the knee going to feel? Uh, and hopefully, you know, he's not, you know, it's probably going to be barking a little bit, but nothing that uh, is not out of the ordinary, I guess. So he can stay in this rotation. It was great to see him in that South Side City Connect jersey, all the emotion, uh, all the fire. It's, it's great to have him back uh, with the White Sox. Hey, thanks for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and uh, Instagram at LockedOnSocks. And you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. Hey, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Dylan Cease's performance against the Blue Jays and hopefully be talking about a two-game winning streak for our White Sox. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox!